0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: John McClain. And John, I guess before we get into the mailbag questions, um, the big Texans news this week is regarding the coaching search. Since you and I did the episode earlier this week, I guess what's happened is the Sean Payton interview on Colin Cowher got a lot of people i um, excited at least that that Sean Payton had a lot of nice things to say about the Texans coaching opening and, and Sean Payton has actually had an interview with the Texans since you and I last sat down to record so I guess we'll, we'll, let's start with with Sean Payton um, how are you feeling about Sean Payton's courtship with the uh, with the Texans on the heels of the two sort of milestones I guess that, that I just brought up there.
2: I don't have a feel at all because number one, he should say nice things about everybody. Colin Coward's producer who we know, Greg, Tui, he's the one that told him, asked him about Houston. And he did. And he said good things about Casario and the McNairs. And he talked about all the time he practiced against them, uh, joint practices. They had three days here. And when they did it in New Orleans, none of these people were in positions they're in now. And uh, so, um People still don't know if he's going to take one of these jobs. And there's speculation. Mike Florio, would he and Brady try to go to Carolina? Two things I found out this week that are important. There were reports on NFL media over the weekend they wanted a first-round pick and more. Paid a note, that has been worked out. It's for a mid-low-round pick. One first-round pick. I'm stunned yeah. that they'll settle for that, but that's what – he said, and also, if you get permission to interview him, you got to know what you're going to give. So the Texans know what they're going to give, and it's just a matter of whether it's the right organization for him. He talked; he was positive about the picks. He wants a lot of money. Money's never been an issue for the McNairs, so I think they got a chance. I have no idea how good those chances are.
1: Yeah. So uh, the other thing you said today on our show, John, on Payne and Pendergast, was that you also talked to somebody who said that Peyton doesn't necessarily need it in writing that he's got final say over um, over uh, personnel decisions.
2: Yeah, I was told that he just wants a general manager he can work closely with. Now, that means a general manager is going to do what I want. Nick Casario has in his contract, he has filed say, but both David Cully and Lovey Smith talked about talking to Casario every day. And uh, and both of them said good things on and off the record about working with Nick. He's not an egomaniac. And I think he knows and respects Peyton enough that if Peyton wants to do something and he doesn't, if they can't work it out, then uh, he probably should acquiesce to Sean Payton. But you never know until they get in that situation if it's not in writing. And he could pull out his contract like Jimmy Johnson did with Jerry Jones. Say, hey, look at my contract. I got it right here. I got a final say on everything. Nick doesn't seem to have that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Peyton is an alpha personality. And he had Mickey Loomis, a good friend of his as the GM. Mickey was a cap guy. Mickey became a GM. He was not a personnel expert, so he made sure Peyton – got just about everything he wanted. So it doesn't mean is going to have to be fired. It doesn't mean he's going to have to take a lesser position with a pay cut. The key now is with everything that they can offer with draft choices and cap money and giving it control of the coaching staff, you know, and there's nothing not to like about the McNairs. The key is telling him and other candidates why we fired two coaches after they were one and done. People in Houston seem to know because the teams were terrible. They regressed this year offensively under Pep Hamilton's worst offense I've seen the Texans have. And uh, I think people nationally, they do have a problem with it. They never watch the Texans game. They don't know what's going on. They just know it makes you look inept, and it does, and you fire two coaches back-to-back. So I think they haven't had trouble conveying that. It's like Jonathan Gannon, if he hadn't liked Casario and the McNair's last year during two interviews, or if he'd have been upset that they dumped him and went with Lovey Smith, he wouldn't have interviewed again this year. And yeah. he did. He's highly he's highly sought of. And uh and so I think they'll get somebody they want. The question is, will they pull the trigger? And I don't have a problem with them giving up a first round pick for Sean Payton because his record He's over sixty percent winning percentage and he's won a Super Bowl and he's regarded as a great
1: coach. Yeah, no doubt. I I guess if we're doing you know sort of pros and cons of Peyton, I think mean, the pros outweigh the cons to be sure. Uh the pros are obvious, you know, the instant relevance, uh, instant credibility for the franchise, for a franchise that's been, you know, to put it gently, he's you know, lacking in credibility over the last uh few years. Um and and I think, you know, if you, especially if you're going to draft a young quarterback, nobody better to nurture him uh, along than, than Sean Payton. As far as the cons go, John, would you be concerned about, I mean, it's going to be a lot of money. And I know it's the McNair's money, and we don't need to pocket watch on them. But I am concerned, I guess, about Payton's motivation. You know, is he viewing this as just one last gigantic cash grab uh, as opposed to you know, some sort of, uh, you know, fully all-in rebuilding effort. Are you concerned about that at all with Sean Payton?
2: Absolutely not. Payton's very, very competitive. He wants to win. Mm -hmm. You know, when he was suspended that year because of Bounty Gate, he coached high school. And I talked to a person that's a really good friend of his, and he said he's pumped about coming back, but he wants the best situation because it's going to be the last time he gets one for all intents and purposes. And so he's got to be very careful. You know, ownership is important. You know, you look at Carolina, Dave Tepper, everybody talks about all the money he's got. He does, but they haven't won squat. And people say, well, the Texans have won squat. Well, they did. They won four division titles in five years and two playoff games. No matter what people think, that's still, they did do that. They haven't been bad, but three years. I went through one six-year stretch when the Oilers were pathetic and picked in the top five every year, and so people here don't know what it's like to suffer. And so I think it would be great if they got him. If they didn't, I'd love to see Demeco Ryan. He's interviewing on Friday, and uh, and or one of these bright young coordinators like Shane Steichen at Philadelphia he has the most balanced offense in the league. You know, he's coached Jalen Hurts. He calls plays. He's done a great job with the running and the passing game, except the two games hurt was hurt and uh ben johnson pulled out i'm writing column on uh, sports radio 610.com about that and he better hope it turns out like D'Amico did last year and not like byron left which who was talked about as a head hot head coaching candidate got interviews and now people are talking about him being fired okay
0: picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
1: John, I think if we're just to stay on Peyton for another minute or two here, and I'm sure we've got mailbag questions about Peyton as well. So this won't be the last we talk of him on this episode. By my count, the only by my count, first of all, there's only five openings right now, um, which is a very low number uh, for coaching openings. And I don't know that I'm like, it feels like McCarthy is pretty safe in Dallas right now, based, you know, like on the heels of them beating Tampa Bay, you never know, I guess, if they get embarrassed against San Francisco, maybe that changes. Um, But what I was going to say was if, if Sean Payton is hell bent on coaching this coming season um, and, and he's indicated he's, you know, he was asked by, by the Fox guys what the chances are. He'd be back in studio with them next year. And he actually said seven out of 10 that he's back in studio with them next year. Who knows how much of that is posturing, but of the five openings, Four of them, by my count, have requested interviews with Sean Payton. I, I don't believe Indy has, or at least if they have, I have not seen that. And if he's hell-bent on coaching, this thing might break the Texans' way just based on the sheer lack of of openings, and specifically two of the four openings that have requested interviews with Payton. I think there's potential issues there. You know, Arizona just hired a GM, Monty Osenfort, who's off of that – Belichick, Patriots tree, and and uh, and I got to imagine Peyton was looking at that job, going, "Okay, well, they don't have a GM yet. Maybe I can have some sort of hand in that." Them going and hiring a GM before getting down the road with Peyton, I think, is is telling. Um, Denver, I know he's interviewing with Denver. Um, one of the things he brought up when he was talking about the Texans on Cowherd was the division the Texans play in. And so I have to believe that that's a big negative for Denver that you're gonna have <laughs> to <should> deal, <laughs> right? That you're gonna have to deal with Mahomes and Justin Herbert for the next ten years. I'm I'm being serious. Like I think that's got to be, that's got to weigh. And so like it comes down to Carolina and Houston. Um, you know, are the two that 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 would maybe seem to line up. You know, as long as he's as long as he knows. I mean, look, these are all teams that would be picking in the top ten if they, you know, if Denver had their pick, they'd be picking in the top ten. So these are all bad football teams right now. So he knows he's going to be taking over a bad football team inherently. Um, but it I, I don't know. Like, I look at each situation and what's happened over the last few days, and I'm going, man, this thing, this thing might break the Texans' way if they want to do it with Sean Payton. It
2: certainly might. I'd be stunned if the Saints let him go to Carolina division rival and let him compete against the Saints. That just – that would be strange. I well, why would they but then why would
1: they even grant him permission to talk to them then, John?
2: I know that's why it's so strange that yeah. they would do that because they'd be competing against him twice a year. Yeah. And I can't imagine they'd want to do that, especially with Dennis Allen as their head coach and they need a quarterback desperately, I guess. I would demand more from the Panthers. I'd say, okay, you're in the division, it's gonna cost you two ones. Yeah. Or a one and a two, whatever they could work out. Because if they, if they go against Carolina and Carolina dominates the division and uh, and oh. beats the Saints, they're going to take a beating yeah. among their fans, media, social media. It's going to be just unbelievable. And, you know, he could say, okay, Nick, if there's so few jobs this year, it means there's going to be a lot more next year. And we still could get a, a stunner. Some teams that's surprising, maybe like Todd Bowles. Buccaneers have never had a one-and-done, but he didn't do a very good job. People forget Todd Bowles, coach of the Jets, had one good season, then he got fired. And uh, they're talking about Byron left, which being fired, Brady leaving. They could be in trouble. and uh, But I could see him wanting to go to one of the South divisions because even though Jacksonville's won six in a row and kind of everybody's darlings, the fact is Texans beat them once this year. And they've they've dominated them in recent years, and I could see like Tennessee, Tennessee, if they get a quarterback to replace Ryan Tannehill and get a couple of offensive linemen, they don't need defense. I got a great defense. I could jump right back up there and compete with the Jaguars. Doesn't that sound weird? Compete with the Jaguars? Yeah, yeah. It shows division a division title.
1: It shows how quickly things can turn.